Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Hello, all you crazy creatures of the crypto world, and welcome to another uh, podcast here. Yeah. It's yeah. called Ignore the Rant, though. Ignore the Rant. We've, we've done this once before. Uh, last week, even. Yes. And we're going to try to do another one tonight. <laughs> On this Friday, June 4th. Yeah, sorry. Last week was a little, uh, yeah, was a little tired. It's a little wore out. Oh, it's all right. Much like this week. You know. I've been known to do a heavy amount of talking. Life anyway. gets to you, you know. <laughs> that it does. It gets to everybody, Doug. Yes, it does. And uh, I guess that's a good enough lead in. Happy Killdozer Day. Yeah, Killdozer. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, no, I'm just going to bounce into it right now. Yes, Killdozer. If nobody knows what we're talking about, uh, today is the 17th anniversary of (laughs) the rampage on a little Colorado town uh, carried out by one Marvin Hemeyer. He was Meyer. he was extremely um distraught. Yeah, he 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 was uh he was a man who grew very upset with his local government. Now I'm going to even read through the <laughs> the the case and and the instance that made him a, a an American anti-hero. It really is quite a quite a story. It's an interesting tale and he's he is kind of looked upon as kind of a anti-hero uh, by some, and as a hero to others, and there's times where I really dig what he did, <laughs> but there's also times where I'm like, I wouldn't want that shit going on in my town. Well, yeah, but I mean, you gotta you gotta admit the guy was uh, he was creative and he dedicated, was definitely creative. So for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, because it was 17 years ago, and maybe not everybody follows this kind of stuff. Uh, like we do. Uh, I'm just going to go right through the Wikipedia because I looked up articles for it and to try to give like a good historic recap to it. But it's been so whitewashed since then with so many crazy stories thinking he's, you know, a saint and other stories where it's like he was a fucking madman. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, okay, I want to just I'll apply. He's somewhere in the middle. I'll apply the hero and villain to this tale. I just want to be able to discuss what actually went down. The who's, the what's, and the where's, and how we got from point A to point B. Right. And it is a very interesting story. So I'm just going to go right down Wikipedia. It it seemed to be the most like, this is just what happened. So, uh, And anybody can look this up. Just look up Marvin Hemeyer, H-E-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And it starts by saying that he had feuded with Granby... And that's the name of the town, Granby, Colorado. Right. He had feuded with their town officials, particularly over fines for violating city health ordinances, after local officials made it financially impossible uh, for him to connect to the city sewage system. Now, I've followed this story, and I've seen documentaries on it, and I'm going to recommend one here at the end. But basically what happened was he bought a muffler shop in the industrial part of town, that was not connected to the the sewer, the sewer right? And uh, the the local government passed an ordinance that every 
uh, business had to have a bathroom. And the only way that you could have a bathroom is if you connected to the sewer. And the closest route for him to connect was directly through his next door neighbor, uh, his next door neighbor's property, just connect it and with theirs. And they said, nope, you have to have your own. You got to pay for your own line to be run. And we, the city, have determined that your route is going to be this way the fuck around the bout, go all the way down the road and around, and and you're going to have to pay for this. And this is the only thing that we will allow, but you must do it. So we're forcing you to accept our proposal. Right. And obviously, he's a muffler shop. He's not, you know... He's he's not made of money. Right. Even though he did do quite well. He that's where it started. He said, you know what? Fuck this. And so he was subsequently fined for improperly dumping sewage from his business instead of connecting to the city sewer system. I don't know if I heard that before. But anyway, his feud came to a head on June fourth, two thousand and four. Over about eighteen months. Marvin had secretly modified a Komatsu D355A bulldozer by adding layers of steel and concrete intended to serve as armor. He used this to demolish the Granby Town Hall, the former mayor's house, and several other buildings, that being the library and other government buildings. Oh, the, the video is, is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Just look it up on YouTube. Yeah, just, he's just rolling through town, fucking everything up. Just type in Killdozer on YouTube and have a ball. Yeah. And then uh, his rampage concluded when the tracks of his bulldozer went through a building and went through the first floor down into the basement of a building and so he was just stranded, couldn't move it, ended up blowing the engine, and uh, he shot himself inside the bulldozer because, I mean, after that, you're, you're, day, you're, 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 you're done. done. Yeah, you're done. And, um, but so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go down a little bit. He basically made a tank out of this bulldozer. Now, this bulldozer alone was just massive. It was the biggest one that he could trailer because he bought it at an auction, I think, in California. And it was the biggest one that you could trailer without having to like do some major, yeah. you know, deconstruction. Yeah, well, I guess, like you say, if they look up a video, they'll see it. It's crazy. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. But like, so the armor that he, uh, the steel that he welded on, it took him six months to build this thing, at least. That's dedication. And so, you know, the steel uh, shell that he welded around this thing, he also poured concrete behind it, which basically made it uh, bulletproof. Especially to any of the anything smaller than a tank, right? And uh, so, but for visibility, he fitted it with some uh, with several video cameras linked to two monitors mounted on the vehicle's dashboard, so that he could have eyes. I mean, he was well ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah dude was dude was on it. And he also made all these other modifications. Uh, he had it fitted with a fifty caliber rifle. Um, a 308 semi-automatic rifle and a 22 long rifle. Damn. And um, if you want to, like, so yeah, you can watch the actual event on YouTube when he rampages through his town. Um, and that's you know that's just news coverage, helicopter footage, and some on the ground. But if you want to actually watch the story of how this all happened, the dude was a madman. There's no doubt about it. Like, 
even you think even before <laughs> all this happened, he started to slowly snap. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, it, this wasn't a, a purely a case of just one tyrannical town taking out their aggression against one man. That played a part in it, but they they were being they were being less than reasonable with a man that was already ready to snap mentally yeah. going that direction. Yeah. It was a bad, it was just a bad, uh, set of circumstances yeah. that like bad timing, <laughs> nobody would have ever thought if we don't back off this guy, he's going to armor up a bulldozer and destroy our entire fucking town. Right. Uh, I don't, that's the first time I can imagine or that I remember anything like that happening. Well, you, you remember the guys in LA, uh, remember when they they were all dressed in body armor and yeah. had the shootout with the cops and shit. That was crazy. Yeah. And they were, you know, and hey, some of these people, man, they plan shit. <laughs> some oh. people plan things for a very long time. And when they sometimes, you know, when they execute it, I mean, it goes a lot farther than people would ever expect it to be able to go. Yeah. You but know? I think the, the thing that makes this whole killdozer thing kind of one of, uh, folklore, you know, it, the stories about it are bigger than the event itself, and the event itself was fucking it, it, insane. Yeah, yeah. The reason why that one holds, uh, I, I guess, a special place is that he, there were no trial runs. Right. He didn't get to test this right. out. Right. With the guys that did the uh, the L.A. bank robbery with the armor, they've been robbing banks for right. years leading up to that. So they had it kind of time. They they were scouting places. They kind of. They knew what they were getting themselves into. This guy, it was a one-shot deal. If that bulldozer would have like popped a gasket just leaving his building, I mean, <laughs> then what? Yeah. There's no story. Nothing would have happened. <laughs> There's yeah. no story whatsoever. Yep. But um, and similarly, I think in San Diego, somebody stole a tank, I think back in the late 90s and drove it around town, yeah. and then it got stuck on the median wall. There's This isn't like... So unique that uh, it's the only instance where somebody well, loses I their mean, mind and goes on a rampage. But they still are unique. I mean, that's pretty unique. It deserves attention, that's yes, for sure. no doubt. And the reason why this one, to me, deserves attention, and at least a little tip of the cap and and needs to be talked about, is that he didn't, he didn't do what you hear about all the time now, where somebody's just fed up with life or authority and goes on a shooting spree yeah, and just kills, kills innocent, innocent people. people. He didn't yeah. kill a single person. Right. The only fatality was himself. Himself, yeah. So I guess if I could leave it with this, it's if you're going to lose your shit and absolutely know that it's over for you and you want to stomp on your Lash way out, out, just don't kill anybody else. Yeah, don't kill anybody. And I don't know how much private property. He did fuck up some private property, and that's where I have my issue with him is... You know, well, he had to go through private property to get to the property. He well, was that is true. Smash. But his so, goals, his main goals were his next door neighbor, who was a concrete plant right. owner, who was a real piece of shit. They were both dickheads to each other. Neither one of them needed to be near each other. Right. They needed to be on opposite ends of the town or not in the same town at all. But other than that, it was all just government buildings, which, hey. So the lesson in that is if you, uh, are opening a business in Grandy, Colorado, uh, you might want to um, make sure that business has a toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if you uh, if you don't have one, they're going to... It can all go to shit. It can all go to hell pretty quick. But if you're, if you're interested, if you've never seen this, 
Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix and on Prime, but on Prime, you got to pay for it. You got to rent it or buy it, but it's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, it's, it's there and it's called Tread. Came out a couple years ago. Uh, I remember when I saw the, the trailer for it before the movie came out, I was like, oh, I can't, I marked the date down. I was like, I got to watch this. People that do this kind of shit where they plan shit out and it's not looking for a mass casualty event. I'm interested in those kind of people. I want to know what makes them tick. <laughs> I'm also interested in the ones that do massive chaotic damage because right. it, I, I just, I think in the times that we live, I think that you're, you're going to end up seeing more of that shit. So instead of just freaking out, being like, the guy was an animal. He was a maniac. I don't, he deserves none of my time. Okay. Well be prepared to be shocked when more of this shit happens. There's crazy people everywhere, man. Yes, there is. All they need is that one trigger. Boom. Mm -hmm. Snap. A lot of that shit. A lot of that shit. And you never know what's going to set somebody else off. I'm sure that I say a lot. And of all the unemployment, COVID, all of it squashed together, man. There's probably more of them than usual right now. I mean, Oh, there's no than, doubt. Than at any other time. And I mean, I don't know what usual is, but you know what I'm saying. It definitely didn't make less of them. It didn't make less of them. No. No, there's and no just, way. It, just like the the war in Afghanistan didn't make less terrorists, you know? I mean, it it all feeds together. Yeah. It's crazy the world we live in. It is. Insane. So the best way that I can at least exist in it is to... To look at it, study it, observe it, learn be, from it, be interested in it, and not just have my head down and not uh, pay attention. I think that's at least one thing that I hope comes across in this silly little podcast that we do is that I try to take an interest in what's going on around me because it's bizarre. It's a bizarre time to be alive, and there's there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on that uh, you know at times it can get you down and it can make you feel hopeless or 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 like well there's nothing i can do about it so i should even pay attention to it and there's a time to tap out and but for me i'm still very interested in the the weirdness in which our world operates well the crazy thing that's going on right now that's actually kind of scary is uh how many people are willing to go along with the way shit's going mm -hmm. because Things, they're definitely getting more interesting if you want to put it in those terms, because the next 10 years are going to be probably the most interesting 10 years of my entire life. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. There's so much shit going on with politics and shutdowns and unemployment and people just everything is coming to a head and People have been locked up for a year, man. You know, that's why I kept saying last week, you know, we were talking about the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. 4th of July is the actual COVID coming out party. And when you get people that have been locked up for a long time and they decide, hey, maybe I'll go to a picnic <laughs> for the 4th of July. In maybe, my bulldozer. Maybe I'll take a couple <laughs> of shotguns with me just in case somebody fucks with me, you know? Yeah. I mean... I'm sure there's going to be shit like that going on, you know, because people are afraid. As long as you're afraid, they've got you where they want you. The government, anyone that controls someone else, mm -hmm. if the subservient person is afraid, it makes it that much easier for the person that's in charge. Absolutely. And that's the whole purpose of fear uh, in, in today's modern 
you know, world right. is it's most of the time it's not necessary. It's not legitimate and it's used as a tool. Yeah, absolutely. And the only reason why it's the, the number one tool oh, for sure. of government, not just government of, of any, any, of anybody trying to influence yeah, anybody else. Exactly. It's the main mechanism to get somebody to yes. do something is to make them afraid. Yes. And manipulate that to get them to do what you want. Right. And that's everything from an advertisement from a company to your teacher or your, your kid's teacher at school. You know, little Johnny's not uh, paying attention in class. I'm afraid he might be held back. Oh, right. well, I can't. You got you to gotta grab a, a hold of that fear throttle and, and manipulate it to try to get some reaction out of And what will a person. scared pit bull do? He will, he will fucking rip your throat out. Yeah. That's my point in all of this. It's a weird time right now. It really is. It's not anything that I can put my finger on and say that's different. I mean, because so much shit is different. But the overall feeling that I get when I'm out, it's an uneasy feeling. Oh, 100%. It's not like I'm at ease in, in any situation where I'm at. You know, I can be at a gas station that I've been to 10 million times and I felt fine. And something will make me look around, you know, and it's like, and I know if it's doing that to me, it's doing that to everybody else. Everybody's on edge. They still are. I remember we, we, I said this and we said this last summer when, with all the riots going on, I immediately was always on lookout and I've never stopped because I go, I want to go back to the, the, the 4th of July thing. I can see some shit popping off, but I don't think that that's going to all of a sudden be that much different than what's already started to happen and what's already been going on for a, a handful of months now. Because what I've been paying attention to, like you've already started to see it like in airports. Once they started having full flights again, right? there's an ass load of videos of people just getting in fucking brawls at the airport. That was like the place... That everybody was just always kind of on. I don't think I've ever seen a fight in the airport. Yeah, it's just that. I don't think that, ever. That's always been the place where you just don't. You keep yourself. You keep your mouth shut. Yep. Everybody is going somewhere. They got their own shit going on. Uh, everybody flies for different reasons. You know, business. You got to go bury a loved one or a friend. Uh, you're going on vacation. You're going on a honeymoon. You're going. You got people that are on the highs of highs and people on their lows of lows, and everybody understands to just leave everybody else the fuck alone. Because you don't know. First of all, you don't know anybody. Everyone's a stranger. So you don't trust anyone, and you also don't antagonize anyone. Right. Those yeah. those days are out the fucking door. People don't give a fuck at all. It, And that's why I'm, I've always said the, the fear aspect of this, and COVID was one lever that got pulled last year. Police brutality and and racial, uh, you know, d- tension is another one. You got all three financial. levers being now well, it's financial. It, so it's, now there's other levers that are getting pulled, but all of that shit from last year, and then you know the political div- uh, divisiveness from the past five years prior to that, were all, in my opinion, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, the end result is it's it's getting us adjusted to chaos it's getting us mentally more comfortable with just lashing out with there being chaos right going on right and for people to not feel comfortable the you's and the me's going out just to pump gas like i can't go through downtown atlanta which i have to do 
weekly, multiple times a week. There's not a time where I even get on the interstate and like it used to be, I could just get on the interstate and I would zone out and then I would be at my destination. There's no zoning out anymore. I'm constantly paying attention to all the cars that are within my line of sight. Head on a swivel. Because one of the things that's happening here in Atlanta, for any of our listeners that aren't familiar or don't live in the Atlanta area, the the latest thing that seems to be a popular uh, mode of acting out is having open gunfights between two moving cars on the interstates in Atlanta. People are dying weekly in... They're, they're saying it's road rage incidents, which I'm sure some of them are. And I'm also sure that some of them are just retaliate, uh, retaliatory uh, g- gang violence. And and some of it, I'm sure, is just random fu- fuckers. Man, crime is up everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And, and that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, so you pulled the, the police brutality card. So a lot of cops left. You know, they retired early. You also pulled the racial tension card. So now... I'll just come out and say it. So now you have a certain sect of the population that kind of feels like they can get away with whatever and they're angry. That only leads to one thing and it's violence. Right. And it's not so much violence across racial lines, even though that's what you think it would be. Thank God it's not because then we would be in a full on race war. It's not that at this point, but it's, it's, more violence within that that race. So now their their violence is spilling out into public, like on a very, you know, uh, not given a fuck scale, because there's not enough cops to to even make them think that they can't do it. Yeah, and and it's going on everywhere. It's yeah. going on everywhere. Yeah, violent crime in every major city is up way up, like triple digits everywhere. It's. It's it's not a good thing, but all of it results in all the all of us normies getting more accustomed to constant chaos. Because I think these next ten years, and especially the 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 next three right here in front of us, are going to be nothing but chaos. And so you know, check on your friends, make sure that they're not welding a shell around a fucking bulldozer. Right, right, and if. You know, if you got a friend like that, make sure you're still good friends with them, <laughs> and that, and that. Uh, then uh, call him every day. Yeah, and, check in on yeah, your people. Check in, check in on him. And I, well, I guess that's the positive. That's the positive note that I can uh, leave everybody with is make sure that you got a good network of people. Yeah. That uh, that care about you and that you, you know, that y'all care about each other and y'all check in with each other. Otherwise, people being left to their own devices right now don't. Ne- it, it's gonna it's gonna be rare that that leads to positive outcomes because everybody's under stresses that they're not familiar with and you know the end of this month is when the um unemployment ends the unemployment benefit yeah that ends at the end of june well so we'll, we'll see if so that doesn't... the end of and that's right before july 4th man i mean I, everything's lining up to be a spectacular july 4th i mean yeah Possibly. Um, they could also just extend it. Government is quite good at never giving things up. And especially with the jobs report that came out this week, uh, womp, womp, womp. Not really where they wanted to be. So well, that there's... changes everything. So they'll probably kick the shit into August. And 
If the government can kick the can down the road, they'll kick it as far as they can. For Dude, as music long stores, as they can. music stores are closing. Mm-hmm. Everything's closing. Music stores are closing because check this out. This is crazy. I've never seen this. If you bought a new Fender, a new Fender Strat, mm-hmm. and you're buying one that's not in the store, eight months. If you're buying a new PRS guitar mm-hmm. and you're not buying one that's in the store, they have to order it from the factory. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. All of these companies, major companies, too. Gibson, I think Gibson is like 14 months or something like that on a on a Les Paul. It's insane. That's what I was talking about last week. You remember I was talking about with the painting and everything running out, mm-hmm. running out of supplies. It's the same thing with guitars and shit. Yeah. There's no wire. There's su- no wire. There's no, I mean. Every supply chain is affected. I still stand by my prediction. I said five weeks to four weeks. I'll give it another month, another month from now. And that'll be what? Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah. And, and, gonna, and, and everything's going to be out and there's, and it's just going to be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy. And I'm, and I'm just claiming we're already there. It's just going to be a steady well, step up of crazy. Well, right now. I mean, there's, they're kind of keeping up with supply, but man, when you got, Major events, and they've already talked about the fireworks. They said that there's no fireworks. There's no fireworks. Nobody can get fireworks. All the fireworks that they sell in Georgia, I heard that on the radio today. Mm-hmm. All they have is what they have left over from last year. We're and, all we're all going to feel like Joe Dirt when he goes right. to the shitty so, fireworks stands. So what does that lead to? That leads to homemade fireworks. <laughs> that leads to homemade fucking fun you know where you're blowing up paint cans and shit you know i mean i see things piling on and july 4th is like a fucking perfect storm that's brewing up to july the 4th mm-hmm. all right think of this i'm not saying this is gonna happen mm-hmm. i'm just saying what if mm-hmm. what if july 4th comes along and there's no beer no well then we're all fucked there's going to be violence. Yeah, I'm going to lock myself in my house uh, and, uh, you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The fireworks not, might not be in the sky this year. I'll be in a very defensive position in my house. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll have my own fireworks behind closed doors. Right. Well, I'm just saying, you but know, it, 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 it's possible. Events, it's possible. It, and, and I'll agree with you that it's possible because we're our, we've already been on this track for over a year and it's picking back up and it has been picking back up as far as just in the public. And, and actually, this is a good time. Uh, you know, I mentioned about driving through downtown Atlanta and how um, even if I wasn't paying attention to the news and wasn't seeking out the the stories that are coming out of, you know, urban cities and especially ours. You can just still feel. You you just look at the way that people are interacting, and yeah. you're, you're like, something's fucking off. And that's what I was talking about earlier. But that's- even if, like I said, so even if I wasn't paying attention to the news, I still would feel something going on. But one thing that I have been doing, and especially for, well, I guess for anybody that lives in Atlanta or in the Atlanta area, th- there's an account on Instagram that is a must-follow. Like, it could be for your own benefit. It could actually save you a lot of money and possibly your life. And if you don't live in Atlanta, you got to follow it because it's just mind-blowing some of the shit that's going on that doesn't get covered by the news. And it's an Instagram account called ATL Scoop. 
And just just to make sure, I'm going to pull it up on Instagram to make sure that I have that name correct. Yeah, ATL Scoop. Literally just all one word. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah, if I can figure out how to do that. But go on that <laughs> go on that site. The, the thing to really watch are their stories, their Instagram stories, that they'll just, you know, a few months ago, six, eight months ago, they would maybe have like five different events, maybe. Typically, it was like three different events, three to five different events that would make up their story for the entire day. Now, every single day, you can kill minutes just watching their, their daily story of all the fucked up shit going on in Atlanta. And the main things that they highlight, um, because it gets reported, people just tag ATL scoops whenever they see something fucked up going on in, in Atlanta, all parts of the city of Atlanta. And it's everything from car break-ins, and they're breaking into every car. They don't give a shit. They started with the Benzes and the Rolls and Lamborghinis and high-end shit. Now it's like, if you got a Miata, that motherfucker is going to get broken into it it doesn't matter. It's even to, it's even got to the point where there's a video that went kind of viral, where this kid who has a nice Dodge Charger, the uh, the car of choice for certain parts of Atlanta, uh, where he just rolled his windows down, and then put grocery bags, tape grocery bags over his windows when he parks at night, so somebody thinks, oh, this one's already been hit, and they just keep on moving. <laughs> Because it's that fucking that's, bad. That's genius. It is genius. That is you got to adapt and overcome. But um, it, it went from just simple car break-ins and people just getting pissed off because, you know, their shit's gone missing to like a story that happened last night. A guy was in a police chase. He pulls off. This is down on Treasure Bridge near Piedmont. He pulls into a shopping center and drives into the fucking... Uh, the shops. Is that the uh, Cayenne? Porsche? Porsche Cayenne? I don't know what the car was right. because I couldn't recognize it because after he drove it into the stores, it exploded and he burnt down half of the, the, the shopping center. Yeah, I think I heard, that on, the car. Yeah, I heard that on the radio today. I think that was a, I think it was a Porsche. Yeah, it was Porsche. a stolen car. He yeah. stole the car and he was joyriding. The cops that we still have on the force uh got in pursuit with him gsp got in pursuit like he, he had some he had some heat on him <laughs> and he he just drove it he just wrecked it just drove it straight into a fucking shopping center and the car exploded and burnt down half the fucking building like that's some that's some like really fucked up shit like so that's just one instance. There's it's other the inst- big city. There's there's shootings all the goddamn time now. When before it used to be, you know, Atlanta used to be the city too busy to hate. Doug sporadic, sporadic and, shooting. And it right used now, to be. and right now they just got a lot of time on their hands. So anyway, follow the Instagram account ATL Scoop if you want to, if you want to have your morning dumps entertained with chaos that's happening in our fair fair town. But uh, yeah, man, the wheels are f- slowly falling off. And 4th of July might be the day where it, it elevates to a level that uh, we haven't seen in a while. But if it's hot, if it's hot on the 4th of July, which it's the 4th of July, so it's going to be hot. Yeah, more than likely. It's going it, to, it, that's just going to feed into everything that I fear. If there's that word, fear. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, I will say this. So far, I mean, we're in June. It's been pretty fucking cool. Right. Like actual weather-wise. Right. Normally by now, we've already hit 15, 20 days that's in the 90s. Think, that's why I think by July, man, we're going to be 140. <laughs> it's going to be 100 in hell. Well, if you're standing too close to the footlocker, I'm sure it's hotter than that, Doug. you got to move away from the building. Stop hey, trying to record shit and send it to ATL Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that up to somebody else. Just get out of there. Just, Don't just, try to be a hero. Just bring the marshmallows. Those shoes have insurance. We'll make s'mores. Yeah. But uh, speaking of weather, temperature, and crazy shit happening outdoors... There is a request from one of our listeners, <clears throat> my sister, where she has demanded that we bring back Doug's hurricane storm counter prediction. We probably need a sounder for this. Maybe at dun, some dun, point. Dun. Yeah. I am Storm Jim, and I will wreak my wrath upon thee. The only thing that could even potentially stop me is exactly... 10 billion American dollars. <laughs> you don't have it. Doug Storm Center, where last year, if any of our listeners that have been with us since episode one or two or whenever the fuck we did it, uh, you made a grand prediction last hurricane season, of which just began this past week for 2021, and you were damn close. And it, you. You undershot it, yes. even though... By two storms. <laughs> by, even though Arona and I thought that you had lost your damn mind. Yep. We're like, 26 storms? Yeah, I don't know, was, Jack. It was 20... <laughs> I, I said 23. Yeah. 23 named storms. Okay, I'll bite. What, what? Have you been thinking about it for this year, Doug? Yes, I actually have a prediction for this year, and I shared it with a friend of mine earlier this week. When hurricane season started, yeah, my prediction for this year, I have looked at... Uh, the patterns and shit of you got to look at the Atlantic ocean and you've got to look at the North pole. That's what you look at. And if you, if you see, um, on years when, uh, there's a very, very active hurricane season, the wind off of the North pole blows for a couple of months straight down into the European area mm -hmm. and when that happens that forms storms in europe or in africa it's actually africa that move across africa come off the coast as a tropical wave and turn into hurricanes it's it's very it's very easy to predict mm -hmm. well it ain't easy but well anyway for, uh, let me get to my prediction for my, professionals such as you for, it's probably you know a breeze look at, looking at the at what i look at personally for yeah. my prediction I think we'll have 14 storms, 14 named storms, Okay, which will be a lot less than last year. And I think six of them will affect the United States in some way. Affect is in like a, um, like a, a land uh, landfall? Land, uh, if I had to predict landfall, I would say out of six of them, three will hit the U.S. And maybe more, maybe more. It yeah. just depends on when they form and they're coming across. It just depends on when that happens. What if a hurricane hits the U.S. on July 4th? That then could, what? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a perfect that storm, would wouldn't it? Amazing. Yes, it would. <laughs> but yes, uh, so I say 14 named storms, six that will affect the United States, and two major hurricanes. All right. That's <clears> a... 
That's a shitload less than last year. Yes. It, 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 and it does feel like there's a bit of a cool cool, cool down or right. cool off from and, last year. And remember, major hurricane for me mm-hmm. is four or more. Mm-hmm. And catastrophic is, you know, Katrina. That yeah. means, though. Yeah. And I did predict a catastrophic last year, and there was a pretty... There were some big boys. There were some big ones. There were some big ones last year. Well, wasn't it last year where the sands of the Sahara made it all the way here? And it looked fucking... It looked like there was a forest fire yes. for days. It was crazy. I yeah. know. It's, I don't remember ever having Saharan dust linger for that it, long it over here. It happens. It, I mean, it's... It, I don't think it's happened a lot in my life, but it it does happen. Yeah. It's just a, it a is, wild concept it is, to think it that- It is. I know. It's amazing. Oh, that's it? the dirt from the other side of the world <laughs> yeah. that just and, blew and a, in the wind. And a hurricane is a cold breeze from the North Pole. That's basically what it is. You well, know, it's, it, it's cold air comes down. It goes into Europe, makes it down into Africa, turns into a storm, gets- caught in the in the trade winds and blows across to the Atlantic. And so it, you just got to go by the amount of water basically that's that's there. Sure. And and I think hurricanes, you know, they talk about hurricanes will get stronger. They might. I can see them getting stronger, but I can see hurricanes disappearing. Actually not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. I can actually see that. If the if the North Pole, if the ice and shit melts up there, there, there'll be nothing to make a hurricane mm. and it'll just be rain. You know, I mean, I, I don't even know if it, so maybe know, global warming isn't that bad after all. it's, it's not good though. I mean, you know, cause if you run out of cold air, then you have nothing to produce water out of heat, you know? And I mean, that's, that's actually the, and I'm sure that's years from now, but it, that, that eventually will happen. I think that will happen. But first, I think the water will be poisoned so bad that it'll kill every human anyway. Well, that's, that's, a, that, I, that's that, a different... We're, I, I think that that is the thing. You know, everybody talks about viruses and bugs and shit like that. I think the thing that is really going to get us is our water. And I have, you know, our bass player works at a water treatment facility. Mm-hmm. And he agrees with me. And the reason why I say that is because you can only treat water and you got to think about acid rain. You know, they used, they call it acid rain, but man, the pollution that's in the air mm-hmm. and then it falls back down as rain and gets in the water table, mm-hmm. not to mention all the drugs and everything that's in our water, in our water supply. It's in people's shit. It's, it's in everything. So many things to pollute our water and not replenish it with fresh water are gone. They're gone. All the water that falls out of the sky now, don't open your mouth to the sky when it's raining. <laughs> don't do that anymore. You used to do that when I was a kid. You know, you'd, you'd get some water that way, you know. Probably worse when it rain you in your mouth. Kid. Don't do that anymore because one of those raindrops might kill you. I don't know. But I believe that, or it, that it could boost your immune system where could, you can survive a little yeah, longer. Maybe you'll be. A I think everything superhuman. adapts. I think everything adapts. I think that the the what the humans are capable of as far as pollution um, is much much less than what Mother Nature can do on its own with volcanoes, volcanoes and other natural disasters that puts humans to shame because it wipes humans out. 
the, just like George Carlin said, the the earth could shake us off like a bad case of fleas. And and I I totally agree with that. I think that the earth has so many natural yeah, filtration I- systems, like people that are on wells that are over a good aquifer are much better off than those that are dependent on city water where it has to be treated and all that stuff. But see what you have now is with fracking and all of that shit, Mm -hmm. that is poisoning the aquifers that you're talking about. Sure. I mean, poisoning. So it's just a matter of time. We're doing it to ourselves, man. People are doing it to themselves. It's all in, do you want that gas in your car? Do you want plastic to wrap shit with? Do you, I mean, it's a convenience thing for people we've come we've become so used to convenience mm-hmm. of everything not just and, used and to it, we and demand it and it's made everyone lazy it's made everyone soft and it's made everyone complicit everything that's going on there's not one person that can say hey we need to combat global warming you're part of it you're part of it we all are all of us are and until people realize on a major level, on I'm, I'm talking about it, it would have to be everybody coming to the common sense thing of we're killing ourselves and nobody's doing that. No, And nobody's going to do that because it would require a just a global enlightening of, of everyone. And I just don't see that ever happening. Well, it kind of goes back to the, the saying that has been been made popular especially over the last year and a half that good times make weak men weak men make hard times hard times make hard men hard men make good times good times make soft men and the cycle repeats itself and we are in the soft men phase and we're about that's going to create hard times and a lot of the softies aren't going to make it there's a lot of people that aren't you're not guaranteed to survive hard times hard times will wipe off uh, a lot of people that don't have that that natural knack for survival and i'm not saying that i'm one of them but i'm at least not head in the sand unaware that hard times are coming right you know i'm not out there pushing for all these social justice issues thinking that it's the biggest threat that we face is white supremacy. Uh, it's a fucking joke. There's much bigger, much more real and active uh, threats to our security and our livelihoods than this this faux man-made danger for fear. It's, you know, if we can make the population scared of our majority population well that's definitely not going to make for good times doug there's the f word yeah that's going to make that's going to make for some really hard times and not everybody's getting out not everybody's going to make it no i know and And i I know this sounds like it's a really downer episode and that's the thing that i can't impress upon people enough when we were talking last week about the cancel culture and all that shit yeah i guarantee you there's not anybody in china or anybody in russia that cares about 
Robert Downey Jr. playing, playing a, black, a black man in a movie. Yeah. Well, I guarantee. Now, and the reason why they don't care about that, and they never will, is because their whole society is built upon being the best, bettering the United States. That's their whole society. We have to make it to number one. Now, the U.S. has been the big swinging dick for so long that they have gotten comfortable. Yeah. And not only have they gotten comfortable, just like I said, they've, they've gotten, gotten very lazy. Very <laughs> and lazy very and very stupid. Yes. And when you get when you get comfortable and you get, I'll say ignorant. I'm not going to say stupid, but when you get ignorant to what really matters mm-hmm. when it comes to holding a society together. Yeah. China and Russia, you can bet that there's nobody in those countries that are going to cancel somebody because they did something in a movie. Fuck are no, they going to cancel some? Now, the government might. <laughs> the government might say, no, you can't say that against the government. But, hey, the same shit happens here. You know, if you go against the government here, you see what happens. I mean. I think it's a little different. I think Russia and China and any of our quote-unquote enemies or any any nation or even any group here that's interested in tearing down America, they laugh at the shit that exactly we, that we and we as a nation, not me. I don't give two flying right. fucks about social think justice it's issues. That, that, that they think it's it, not important at all. Right? It, it's a faux uh, enemy. It's it's a faux danger. It's, and not only and not only do they find it to be important, they find it to be the most important thing. Whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever, if it's uh, animal abuse or if it's what, it doesn't matter what it is. Now, I love animals, too. I'll fuck somebody up if they fuck up an animal. But when you look at PETA and all these different organizations, Mm -hmm. you look at stars, movie and television and celebrities. Yeah, celebrity. And they jump on the wagon of something like that. And then, all of a sudden, they're the spokesperson of this. Yeah. And then... The stupidest one amongst us. Exactly. They're, they're the ones that are... Driving the culture dri- to get exactly. people to believe in this right. dumb bullshit. In this, and whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. And it goes from, you know, I, I'm talking animal abuse. That's a, that's a crazy uh, example, but it's an absolutely good example because... Once you get to the point to where you think you're the authority on a cultural misdeed, something that's wrong, and you're going to make it right. And it's so wrong that it'll never be right, but you're going to make it right. Well, yeah, because it so, makes you a deity right. in the eyes of your followers. Exactly. And because it becomes more about me and less about the things they the claim cause. to be about. Exactly. But even and at that, their cause across the board, especially recently, 99% of them are all bullshit. They're, they're, they're cherry picked to get the cause to be as big as it is. And like I was saying, Russia, China, whatever. The reason why they're laughing at it is because A, they know that uh, that's not a sign of a healthy, strong society. Right. That's a society in decline where they're now fighting each other over bullshit yes that more dominant secure societies uh 
understand that naturally you got to treat somebody good enough so that you can survive. Right. And if you're willing to put that on hold while your dollar, you know, loses value, your jobs aren't there anymore, your supply chains are all backed up and you're you're worried about microaggressions, bruh. They laugh at that because they they see it as major cracks in the foundation of their biggest competition. Do you remember in the Olympics? I think it was eight years ago or 10 years ago, something like that. But in the Olympics, there was a Chinese, I can't remember if it was a gymnast or I can't remember what it was. It was a Chinese athlete mm-hmm. that was a woman, supposed to be a woman. And it turned out it was a man. And they took the medals away from How them. How progressive of China. No, no, they were no, ahead of the curve. But they took their medals away. Yeah. I remember that. I remember when that happened. And now you're looking at, I mean, there's a, there is a chick in, I think it's in Michigan. I think she was like the greatest runner, the fastest female runner in the whole state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I believe that's where it is. She is suing the college or the or maybe the government. I, I, I the, can't. The state board. She's probably. suing. Yeah, she's suing the state board because they've allowed the the whole transgender thing in there. Mm-hmm. And now there's two guys that are saying they're female mm-hmm. that are faster than her. Well, and you can't question and, it, bigot. And and that <laughs> is when you, when you look at what the Olympics did, uh-huh. and you look at this case, it's amazing. It, it 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 is incredible the rate that things are changing. Yeah, I mean that was just ten years ago. It it, it might not have even been that long ago. It's changing but too fast for society and people to adjust to, a, to exactly. It. And they're trying to change it so fast and so quick that that's what's causing and will cause. Major conflict. Oh, I personally believe Major. it will rip this country apart. Yes. People think that, oh, it's on the surface. It's not at the root foundation of the country. It's it's how we look at each other and respect each other. No, bullshit, because even in your own arguments, all of these issues go down to the core of the creation of the country. You know, I want to tear down the government for different reasons. You want to tear it down because you think it's racist. Like, your cause... um, just pisses people off. If you want to be transgender, I, I got no problem. I, I there no problem with that. Mm-hmm. You do you live your life, but if you want to have sporting events or whatever, you should have your own league, yeah. your own transgender league. Yeah, you want to be original. It, if create you, your own shit, because when you're looking at that, when you're looking at that case. There is absolutely a difference between a man and a woman. It is fucking fact, scientific fact. Yeah. And given that, if you have a man that comes to maturity and at 18 years old, he wants to become a girl, he's already been a man for 18 years. That's 18 years of testosterone running through him and muscle building that that an 18-year-old female doesn't have, completely doesn't have. Yeah. You should not be able to compete against women in a sport as a woman. 
you should not be able to do that. No, I totally that agree. Is, that's I, not, and it's the same way for a, a woman becoming a man. If you're just a fucking rough and tumble fucking lesbian or whatever, and you're all muscled up and shit, and you want to play football in the NFL, you're not gonna do well. I mean, I mean, get it, the get the cart ready. You're not. Yes, that's that's <laughs> all I can say. You know, and and that's common. You know that's common. I mean, it's well, it, yeah. It's, the, the NFL is already on that road of of that happening. Yeah, and every step that they've already taken is preparing us for that to happen. You know, fem- and it's, female it, referees, female coaches. It's human abuse, is you, what it is. It it is it is you, you human abuse. Not even the trans thing, but you even have straight up full fledged females. You know, kicking for Vanderbilt, right? Um, and that divided the locker room. You know that. The coach that was coaching there last year uh, is no longer there, if I remember correctly. I don't think he – yeah. Anyway. And fa- I've got nothing against them playing the sport. But- no, or making that decision. Right. But here's the thing. Uh, you're not what you say you are. You're still the thing you once were, just trying to be something different. Right. That doesn't make you the thing that you want to be. Right. Because – if you're going to be a rational adult about it, that's the bare minimum that we could ask of you if you're asking so much from us. A give and take. I don't have to buy 100% of your bullshit. You at least have to meet me halfway. Right. I'm not stopping you, adult, from lopping off body parts and you know changing her name and please call me a female. Sure. But deep down, that doesn't change the fact that you were a man that now thinks you're a female and you're trying to trick everybody else so that we look at you the way that you see yourself. And if they want to compete in sport, compete as a man. True. Even yeah. if you become a woman, compete as a man because sure. you're you were born a man. Well, hey, and and the way the technology's going, you're going to be able to fool more and more people as the technology gets better. Right. And that'll be easier for you. But until that time happens, uh especially if you were growing up as a man, and you all of a sudden, six months later, you know, Dan, that I've known for 25 years, it's comes Danielle. back as Danielle, <laughs> then you're still that, you're still Dan who changed to be Danielle. Right. You're, and, not, if you you get in, and if you get in a fight with, you know, my old lady, you're going to beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Because you're a man. Yeah. And I'm going to fuck you up as a man. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to beat a woman or but, a man, woman, man, woman. Yeah. Yeah. So- we're very much on the same page on the whole transgender issue. I'm not against people making that choice. I'm against the fact that I have to take in 100% of your bullshit about it. That's what I'm against, and that's that's a minor thing. I can deal with that. I can be annoyed and just move on with life with that. Where I think it gets to the point where somebody deserves a fucking bullet is when they start fucking with kids. Yeah. And that is something that is getting shoehorned in to this whole LGBTIA plus whatever the fuck. And I've heard this said, and I'm going to sound a bit old fashioned and maybe even a bit uh, bigoted, but those the, those definitions to those terms no longer mean anything to me. Right. By way of how they've used those words. If you go back and listen to the concerns of the conservative right, the religious conservative right, back in 
the eighties and nineties, you know, when I was growing up, the, you know, the whole, the whole gay pride thing, which we'll get into here in a minute, the, the time that that really took off, at least in my recollection was in the nineties. It exploded in the nineties. The main argument that I remember growing up hearing was the, all the obvious ones is a sin, whatever. Well, we've rationalized thousands of sins, so I don't see why this one's any more important than that one. Now, the obvious thing is, is if everybody in a society goes gay, well, your society's over. That's just the way it is. You can't reproduce. There's a certain biological metric that must be maintained for human existence to survive and exist. And we're missing it. And so if if you take it to yeah. its logical conclusion, uh, acceptance is one thing, but you know, uh, full domination and, and, you know, advertising and, and pushing this as though it's not only right, but it, you must accept this. Um, that doesn't serve society well in an actual biological culturally, you can feel better about yourself for a short time, but it, there's a certain level of damage that that will end up doing if it becomes the norm, like the overwhelming norm, there's no way around it. Now, if your main goal is to depopulate the the planet then sure let's all go gay well that well getting getting to that to that point um there was a study just recently Mm -hmm. that was saying that um millennials have a lot less sex than anybody before them because they have sex in other ways is what they said Mm -hmm. and so we're already there, but it didn't take oh, you're talking about gay the, or gender or any of that to do it. No, you're talking about the butthole loophole? All it took <laughs> all it took was the internet. Oh yeah. That's all it took. All it took was technology to get people from having to deal with people. That's the biggest threat right now to young people. Yeah. To the young people coming up. There's so many of them that are loners because the all they do is play video games or they're always into their their phone and, sure. and it, it's all me, 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 me. And there's no, like, you know, we grew up playing baseball, football, whatever. Yeah. Outside playing. None of that shit happens anymore. And you, and they just sit alone in a room. Well, and also think about it. There, It's, it's multifaceted. It's a full, it's a full court press against that mentality. Right. Of go out, get laid. Think about when we were growing up. The amount of sex that was in movies and in advertising, um, it's still nothing close to what Europe had, like full-blown nudity in yeah, their commercials. Right. But think about like Stuff Magazine yep. or Maxim or FHM. Do you see it, any of those anywhere? Now, obviously, I know that magazines have died, but right. there's not that cultural propping up of sex right. the way it used to be. Heterosex, like, and, and you know, ribbing your buddy for being gay. There's a little bit of like schoolyard, you know, um, you know, natural leveling out of hierarchical dominance of, you know, the sexes, and even within as far as like alpha males and 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 uh, you know, just the push to to spread your seed. Yeah, but you have uh, now but, internet porn and sh- things like that. Sure, but culturally, and this is what I'm is, saying. Over overarching, you're you're not seeing that. Being a pushing force. It, it, the only pushing force you're seeing is suppressing all that. Right. Because if you have a maxim, you're objectifying women. 
if 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 you try to even you know even think about how things were done in the office even just 20 30 years ago you know the the over the overwhelming idea of the man in power you know bopping his secretary on the hiney and saying you're doing a good job toots like people would lose their fucking minds about that and i'm not saying that that's a good thing but what i'm saying is is they're trying to over overswing the pendulum way too far to make sure that nobody's ever objectified that you are you're gaying up our society and that's going to lead to less sex right and and well think about it this way you're not they're not pushing anything that is increasing birth rates in this country that we want to import all of our people now. No, right. Bring I mean, them all in. Yeah. Our Americans aren't fucking. They're not having babies. They're getting abortions left and right. Yep. Um, there's there's nothing, you know, if you start attacking a certain race of people for being inherently racist for existing, uh, you you get them out of the way. You 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 put them in a corner and say, This country's for us now. You've had your time. And you start making them feel like shit. And there's nothing really pushing this old model of you know, finish high school, go to college if you want, but if not, get a job, go out with the boys, get laid, um, you know, find a good woman, get married, knock her up, have 2.5 kids, you know, the whole, nobody's pushing any of that anymore. It's, it's, to push that would be holding on to the patriarchy that is inherently racist because more white people live in this country. And Well, and a lot of the younger couples aren't having kids Mm -hmm. you know they get married and they they don't have kids well and it's already been proven and that was a that was a we were a trendsetter with that my wife and i because we you know we don't have any kids and we were always people were always like when you're gonna have kids when you're gonna have kids it was a constant barrage of that yeah and you don't hear that anymore well it's always been proven that the people that have the least um, number of kids are usually the better educated, higher IQ, and have more expendable funds. The people that are already going to be probably great to have kids that can take care of them, educate them, right? You know, have them be the future leaders of tomorrow. They're they're having the least amount of kids. The people that are having the most amount of kids are the dumbest and the poorest, the ones that can take the least good care of them. So eventually, and not, I mean. The movie Idiocracy, I highly suggest all of our listeners, if you haven't seen it, watch it. The whole point of the movie, the whole basis of the movie, is that the dumb people outfuck the smart people. And that's exactly what we're experiencing now. The general population, the general public, is far stupider now. And I'm not going to mince words. I'm not going to say they're more ignorant. They are less capable of perceiving and learning and translating concepts to where it makes them, it allows them the ability to live a better life. They're just dumb, a lot of them. And then half of the people are even dumber than that. It's, it's the total lack of desire to learn. Like learning is nerdy and, and learning is, you know, is holding up the old ways. Like, why do you want to be smart, dog? Just fucking look it up on your phone. And they vote. Yeah. Which is why we need to restrict voting rights. All this expansion of voting rights is the biggest thing I'm against. I don't think we need to make it easier for more people to vote. 
But I don't want to go down voting yes, cause I wanna, I wanna go stay, down that because I want to because I want to stay where we're on now. We know my opinion my whole, on my that. My whole point is, is everything that you're seeing that is backed up by all the corporations and and this public policy, it's not good. No, I know. It's bad. It is bad it's for scary. our society. It's bad for our culture. It does not build up our culture. It naturally tears it down. And yep. what is left to replace it is far fucking worse than the big boogeyman that people think that white hetero patriarchal societies have. It, like, show me a society that has a long run where it was anything but a, a patriarchal society. Show me one. I would love to hear about it because it'll be the first time I've ever heard about it. They've never existed. And somehow we think that we're better than biology. We're better than the way that humans have been for our entire time existing because we're just that smart when in reality we're just that fucking stupid. I should have said this a few minutes ago. Going back to the Olympics and everything, you know, one funny thing about the Japan Olympics that are coming up in like six weeks, I think. Um... I don't know the date exactly, but it's this summer. It was supposed to be last summer, but the Summer Olympics are happening in Japan. They already came out a few months ago saying that they are banning any and all Black Lives Matter paraphernalia, attire, hand gestures. They're not playing that shit because if you're going to be in Japan, you got to play by their fucking rules and they don't play this racial division a victim bullshit. Uh, they don't fly by that shit. And you know what? And where is Japan? They're kind of outworking a lot of the world. It's right off the coast of China. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it, that that was my whole point in all of that. China and Russia are fucking licking their chops right now. But Japan would make that... Both. Like, China has no sway on Japan saying... Fuck all uh, your no, American no, but diversity I'm just saying, bullshit. Japan's train of thought is more in line with China. Now I know Japan's our friend and all that shit, but I think culturally me, they're very different. No, I know I'm culturally, yes. But in the way strategy, they're not. They're not much different. I think most countries are very different than us, therefore they all look, you know, a well, lot Well, I just a lot compare different. I just Jap- compare the the when Japan had a military, uh, which was during World War II, and China had a military, they were ran very similarly. Sure. So that to me, that would say that would say that the societies are probably similar. They have less tolerance for bullshit, right? And, and both, I respect both that. countries, and both. I res- I respect that yes. because they put their culture above individual you know, personal differences. And their culture is all about learning. It's all about intelligence. The education in China right now is compared to the United States. It, it, it makes me sad. It makes me fucking sad. It's because they understand what's at stake. Yes. And when you look at America's toiling over, when if I called somebody the right pronoun, India, China, and Russia, when you look at those three countries, Compared to America, the way it is right now, as far as the country being a strong country, mm-hmm. they are much stronger than us right now. They Cult- are culturally now, not, for sure. Not yes, and that's what I mean. I mean societal wise. Yeah, they are much stronger. Their education is better. That the people are more 
apt to go for something instead of just stay comfortable in their own little thing. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And this country is just, it is a fucking trip. The rate into this is. Yeah. I mean, uh, now Japan, they're, they're more technologically advanced than even we are. And they, they're experiencing their own drawbacks from technology, and there's a lot of people not getting married and not having kids over there as well. No, I understand. Well, I, they, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this. I'm, I'm just saying this as I, I understand as a listener, if I heard everything we just said, right. they're probably running through their head like, well, they're not perfect. They're, they also have this, and no. I want to address that. Yes. I understand they also have drawbacks. They also have fallbacks and all this. But they don't have, and maybe it's because I'm too close to the American one because I'm fucking here in America. But it seems like America is so foolish that they think that we can take a few years off to try to tackle these problems as though they are the important ones. And they're fucking not. They're, they, they're, they're emotional grabs. The people that push so hard for these... It's division. Just overly it's- accepting anything that comes at them is, we're, we're for this now. You know, whoever was buying in blindly to Me Too is buying in blindly... And wanting to go give gay people hugs because they think they were never accepted. Excuse the fuck out of me. During my lifetime, and especially incrementally year over year, gay people are nothing but accepted. I mean, pandering to a pandering level. It's disgusting how how overtly they're being used as a tool to be shown back in the faces of people like me that just don't really care. Uh, I don't care where you put your genitals. But see, a lot of people do. And that's not the thing. The, it's the it's the this is the thing. It's what basically what the country is going through is a war on religion. The God in this country has left the building. If you look at the amount of people that are you look at atheism in the United States now compared to like just twenty years ago. Is insane. And the reason that's happening is because all of the countries, when you, when you look at like Muslims and, and things like their faith is undying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you still have people like that in this country that have undying faith, but they are dwindling. They're growing smaller and smaller and smaller, but the people of undying faith that's who they're aiming at. Most people that are against gay marriage or gay anything are religious people. Yeah. It's, it, it's taught in their religion. There's so many people that look at it as a perverse thing. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. To be honest with you, I don't understand it because I'm not gay and I don't look at people that, that way. So... Well, in a way, I can't. In, in a I way, can't speak in, to th- how they feel about things. I can't do that because I don't know. But to me, if if a person uh, loves somebody of the same sex, I don't care. I don't. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. Yeah, that d- it doesn't matter to me. Now, if you love somebody of the same sex and you want to get married, I don't care. Get married. But there's a lot of that whole gay marriage thing, dude. That was the that was the dividing line in this country forever, mm-hmm. forever. From when I was a kid all the way up to when it happened, you know. Yeah. And and to me, I always thought of it as 
stupid as just, you know, because they, they kept looking at marriage as a religious thing. And marriage should not be a religious thing. Marriage should be a um, a, a mutual a, agreement. A, well, a, a, between a, two a, people. a devotional thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not it's not religion. It's not like, but um, it can be, and I understand why no, it is. No, no, I get it. There, yes. There's there's a few ways to look at a marriage. Uh, the religious people see it as a union before the eyes of God. Right. Right. It's making a uh, a contract. With God. With God, yes. Between these two people. Yes. And then, and almost immediately back when the state, when there was a state, going back to the Roman Empire, right? the state carried out the actions of God. Right. And so there was no separation of, in a way, church and state. Right. State was basically carrying out the mechanisms of God here on earth. Right. And that's where a bunch of the laws come from. The laws, the common laws, and, and all of that are derived from your natural rights, and where do they come from, class? They come from God. Yes. The, the rights that you are given that a government cannot give you, even here in America, the right to defend yourself. God that is given a God-given yes. right. Yes. So the state is a tool to implement Religion. God. Right. And that was the main... So over time, you supplant God with the state. The state is the arbiter of who can and can't be married because under this auspice of it being a contract in the eyes of God, that's how that happens. Now, how do we get to where we can have gay marriage uh, as far as it being a government contract and it passes? Well, first you have to tear down marriage, and that took about a generation right before our very eyes. Just look at the divorce rate from 1960 to 1990. Right, right. You know, and then to 2000. Look look at each decade leading up to when gay marriage was passed, and you will see a massive onslaught against marriage. Even even, And when you go through that change, you're going to see all the hypocritical things. Oh, well, these Christian people that have been divorced two times are trying to keep married people from getting married, and they can't even honor it. And that's where you get enough of that friction and yes. that fracturing yes. to where you start allowing these other things in. Now, right. I'm not making an argument the gay marriage is bad. Um, I personally don't think the state should be involved in people's voluntary actions anyway. So miss me with the whole, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's such thing as an illegal marriage. That's what I'm saying. The whole yeah. thing was religion all the way up to, you know, where Obama, you know, said, fuck this. Yeah. Do it. But if you go back and if you even look at religion, and I'm not trying to piss off any of our religious listeners. No, I'm list. not either. I'm, I'm not. Just, but I also know that I have friends of mine that listen that I grew up in the church with. They still g- kept going, and I did not. It doesn't. I don't want what I'm about to say come off as a you know as an affront to religion and their faith. <laughs> give but it, if give you, it to us. But if you look at religion from back at its conception. What are the main tenets of it, and what are the purposes of it? It's to keep society going. You know, don't kill your neighbor. Yes. Don't steal their stuff. Don't don't try to fuck your neighbor's wife. That's only going to create problems, and your society is not going to be well. You're going to be an amoral or immoral society. You're, you're not going to last. Your survivability goes down if you don't adhere to these tenets right. that we will put in a book and say they came from on high. And over enough book. time, yeah, it is, religion is not only, even if you're religious and you believe that it's a personal, you know, God's word, that's fine. I'm not saying it isn't, 
But you have to at least acknowledge that the whole purpose, and maybe it is God's plan, is for humans to inhabit the earth and spread their seed and carry on their bloodlines, continue the human race. Humans are the only ones that have religion. I'm, I'm not aware of a dolphin religion or an uh, ant religion right, or a right. mosquito religion. Ours, for whatever reason, seems to be the one where we've got doctrines of religion, different sects and everything. And they're all, no matter what, all written in a way to continue the human race. Right. So no matter how you look at it, that's there. So you start tearing down religion, you start breaking down the pillars of religion, you make religion matter less, now people think that they are better than God. If you take it to its logical conclusion. Right. And so once you get to that point, once you've torn down all the religion and you've gotten that out of the way and you've demonized it in different ways, now you can start saying, well, we, the humans, can determine what should be worshipped. So that's why I've always said the left might be the least religious, but they worship they just worship a different God. Right. They worship the state. They worship these, they, their apostles or these social justice uh, heroes. They, they've, they've mirrored Christianity in every way. They've just made God not a, any part of it. And you can shit on religion all you want, but if anybody's ever studied, especially, you know, the Holy Bible, there's many stories of times where man has tried to do this and they get wiped off the fucking face of the planet. Right. So even if you don't believe in the God thing, there is some historical context for what we're going through now never works out good. It's it's basically a rule book. That's the way I look at the Bible. And in the stories in the Bible, to me, they're put there to scare you. Because when I was a little kid, it scared the shit it's out terrifying. of me. The Bible scared the hell out of me. Yeah. And that's where they get you. You know, they scare the shit out of mm-hmm. you. It's fear. As far as religion goes, whatever you believe, more power to you, man. Everybody has their own thing that they believe. I'm not a religious person, but that doesn't mean I'm not a spiritual person. I don't adhere to any one religion, but I don't believe we just popped up out of a hole in the ground either. I don't believe that. Uh, There is a greater being. I don't know what it is. I don't know if, I don't even know if it's a being. But it, there's something greater than us. I believe that. It, and what's really strange about it is the things that I believe and the things that I think are wrong and morally is not really in line with religion, but close. Mm-hmm. Like abortion. This is my firm stance on abortion. I am against abortion, but I'm a man. So I shouldn't have a choice. I think abortion should be left up to nothing but women because they have to have the baby. Men, yeah, you can you can throw your two cents in there or whatever, but ultimately I think it should be the woman's decision and I don't want to be no part of that. So that's my that's my view on it. So basically I'm against it, but I'm not for telling somebody they can't have one. 100%. In my perfect world, if somebody was having a baby that they didn't want, they would have the baby. Somebody would be able to adopt it that did want a baby. Yeah. That would be the way. That could <laughs> that, that would, could potentially be your greatest it, gift to this world. Right. That's just the way I would I would approach it. 
as a society and as a government or whatever, yeah, I would approach it that way because me I don't, and and I've wavered before on this. Um, you know, I've said in the past I'm pro-choice because I don't think that I have the right to tell somebody else that they don't have the right to kill their baby, right? Because I would come out and say it is murder, but I'm it, it doesn't affect me, right? But that was more of uh, me just saying that to kind of say something that I knew would be outrageous enough to get somebody's attention. But uh, where where I'm at now, because everybody's opinions on everything can change. Whatever you think now, you don't have to just dig your heels in and say, this is what I'm going to believe right. for fucking ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my beliefs well, have well, changed over time. We'll I get mean, to a different topic that covers changing opinions based on you know what you know as, as uh, you're given new details and acting differently accordingly. We'll get to that story later. But for me, I'm pro-life. But I don't think anybody should come in and stop somebody from making their own decision. So I guess you could say I'm, that means that I'm pro-choice. I think that abortions are, aren't good. I don't think ending a life that that life had no say-so and whether or not it's so to live or not. Basically, you have the exact same view I have. Correct. So I'm pro-life as in I don't want anybody choosing to have an abortion. Right. You know, the old the old adage of what safe, legal, and rare. Right. That that last word is the thing that has completely gotten lost. And even maybe even the safe thing. They just want it legal. Don't don't tell me what to do, my body, my choice. And I understand that argument. And I would never say that abortions need to be illegal. But it 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 falls back. I want freedom for all. But with freedom comes responsibility. Right. The responsibility gets kicked back to the individual. If if you aren't ready to have a kid, you know, if you're not ready to to live with your life choices, don't live your life in a way where those choices become, you know, uh, where those options become reality. Right. That's what I'm saying. And that becomes self-governing, self-restricting. You need to live your life in a way where you're not putting yourself in that position where that becomes an option that you have to think about. But that you, you can't mandate or, or uh, legislate morality. That go, falls down on the on the individual, but it's not it's not a healthy sign of a society or a culture that everybody's just aborting this and aborting that. The right. only the only reason why abortions might be going down is just because people are having less sex. So even though okay, cool, abortions are going down, well, that's also because of this other bigger problem. Yes, huge problem. Yeah, our culture is so fucked right now because there's not one cohesive. Uh, thing that people can look at as a unifying front everybody wants to be sequestered into their own group millennials need to get to fucking and make some babies that's <laughs> yeah. all i'm saying yeah you, you guys need to get on it you need to get on it three three kids a family at least mm -hmm. come on man i know i know one young couple and uh, we're about to know two <laughs> another one yep and uh they need to make babies. No, it makes me happy as fuck. Like, I don't know if kids are ever going to be in my future. Right now, it doesn't look too promising, but it's also because that's not what I'm gunning for. It's not. Again, no, I'm talking about the people that are gunning for it, though. I know. 
And, but I'm saying, obviously, you're not a parent. I'm not a parent. <laughs> right. So our audience, which are comprised of parents, might not really be too keen <laughs> to listen want- to our two <laughs> asses talk about what it's like to make these decisions. Yeah, it's like, it's like talking to the single guy when you're married. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if that's ever in my future. If it is, fucking awesome. I think I'd be a great dad. And if it isn't, well, I'm pretty accustomed to that too. But my whole thing is just, you know, where we're at now, and, and the whole reason why we're having this conversation tonight is because over this past week, I've just been fucking inundated. Everywhere I fucking look um, with just pride shit. It's pride month. You know, hey, everybody, how's your pride month going? Are we all gay yet? It's, it's, it's the gayest shit ever. You know, if, if, if the argument is gay people are people too, and, and trans people are, are regular people, trans rights are human rights, and uh, gay people don't choose this. They're born this way. Okay, well, then what the fuck are you so proud about? You're just like the rest of us already. You, you came out this way, so... Like, is there a straight white hetero pride month or day or parade anywhere? No, because that would be fucking retarded. That's every other week of the year. Well, that's what, that's it, the way they look at it. Yeah, sure. And I, well, I, I, I'm just... I, I, know, I, I, I know, but I want to shoot this down because <laughs> you obviously are lying to yourself because the whole reason why you're making a special moment out of it is because, you know, deep down, oh, well, white hetero... You know, men are just that that's normal. Oh shit. Well now if I say you're abnormal, now I'm the asshole again. But if I go by your own logic by saying it's not a choice, we're born this way, um, we're just like anybody else, well then why are you trying to stand out as something different? It makes no sense. It is it defeats that argument on its face. So if I gotta meet you where you're at then I got to see it as nothing more than you're trying to differentiate yourself from everybody else because you don't want to be normal. You don't want to be accepted because true acceptance means you don't stand out. You're no different than anybody else. But I know that deep down that really fucks with you because I know that a lot of gay people love it because they got that flair. They can stand out and they can, they can be a little different. Now, out of all the gay people that I've known in my entire life, and I've got some childhood, and I'm talking since I was like seven that I've known them, best fucking friends that I've grown up with, out of every gay person that I've known, and I don't know what the number is, probably 20, maybe 25, there's only one that I can still think of and name to this day where when we were kids, everybody knew who was gay. He was gay as shit. He legit was born gay. But I don't think that there's this many naturally occurring gay people that are born like this, just based on my little anecdotal 20 to 25 person life experience. Everybody else in that group that I know that is gay, or at least self-identifies as gay, all of them had massive trauma. Whether it be, uh, you know, sexual molestation or life-shattering trauma, death of a a parent um, at a young age or at a critical time in their life. Hell, there's a girl that I know that grew up until she was well into her 20s, 
had nothing but boyfriends, never had a girlfriend, was engaged to marry a dude, her dad dies, and not six months later, marriage is off and she's dating a woman. It's trauma in a lot of these cases. I'm not saying every gay person is only gay because they're, they're, they've experienced trauma, but in my own life experience, a whole fucking shitload of them are. They got touched by their uncle and they waved off dicks forever. They weren't born that way. They were conditioned in that direction. And when you have all this gay pride, gay acceptance, gay, 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 hey, if you feel abnormal, because look, we're different, because truly we don't want to be looked at as just like everybody else, because if we did, there'd be no need for a parade, because normal people don't throw parades for themselves for no fucking reason. If there's no differentiation, then there's no attraction. Then you actually are allowing the ones that are born gay to just be gay in our society without, without standing out. Without being different. Well, you're going to be a hit at the parade. That's why I'm not going. Because <laughs> I know that I'm not gay. Why do I need to come down and show my support for something that somebody was you know, born as? Speaking, Because speak, I don't believe that they are. I think a lot of them make the choice based on life circumstances and they just don't like who they are or how they feel. Speaking of gay pride week. There, I said it. I'm the biggest you, bigot in the fucking world. But I'm, deep down inside, you fucking know a little bit of that's true. I'm going to tell you something funny that happened to me during gay pride week. And I, I remembered it was gay pride week, but I didn't think about where I was working that day. And, um, I'm working in a condo and down somewhere downtown. And, uh, I go to a BP station to get something to drink. And I'm coming back out of the BP station again. And the cops are blocking off the parking lot of the BP station. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And uh, then all of a sudden, I start hearing all this noise coming, and it was the Gay Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting in my <laughs> I'm sitting in my truck in the in the parking lot of of the BP station, waiting for the cops to move so I can get back out on the road that all these people are are walking down. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just sitting there, and and the cop looks at me, and he he comes walking up to me. Cause I'm right behind them, you know, and, and it, he says, they'll, they'll be through in a little while, you know, mm-hmm. he said, we'll open it back. Oh, like, all right, it's cool. And, uh, <laughs> we were sitting there for about five minutes and all of a sudden they start spilling into the parking lot. <laughs> they start spilling into the parking lot. And uh-huh. this dude, Jim, I swear this dude was, he was rainbowed. He was naked. He was naked as hell, but, but he had a, like a G string on, but he was rainbowed. Uh, his whole body was painted like a rainbow Mm -hmm. and he's standing at my truck. He's standing at my truck. I got my window down. I I don't, you know, I don't care. He he goes up to my truck and he says, Hey honey, Hey honey, how you doing? And he's talking to me, you know, and the cops is laughing his ass off. You know, the cops standing there laughing his ass off and then, and, and, it was, it, dude, it was, it was funny. I mean, it was, I will say this. I will say this about gay people. Mm-hmm. They are, they are some of the most, uh, wiry people. Uh, well, most of them that I, that I've known, especially the, the gay men. Yeah. They are very, uh, they're always just, it's almost like they're wired on Coke all the time. Very energetic. Yes, extremely. Yeah. And uh, 
it's it's a trip, man. It's a trip to be around them. It really is because oh, they, yeah. dude, that game. I, I, well, I, I wish you could. I wish you could have seen what I saw. Oh, I can see it in my dude, head. They were they were dressed like you know they had the cop hats on and and, yeah. and a cop belt and that's it. They were the village <laughs> you know, people, like oh hairy, all these hair hairy motherfuckers. I've seen it, <laughs> dude. We live in Atlanta. Like, it's yeah. the gayest city east of San Francisco. Yeah, I, 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 but what like, I'm saying, I had never seen the parade, oh, the actual oh, parade. Oh, and I got caught in it. Oh no! Working downtown. Hey man, I've I've gotten caught being in a gay bar yeah. on New Year's. Oh yeah, with my girlfriend yeah. down in Savannah. I remember, I remember, uh, I remember that Chucks story or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and and I've got I've got gay friends. I work with gay men. Right. Uh, there are there are gay men in my company that I work with. But you know what? About at least the gay guy that I work with, um. I didn't know he was gay for a year and a half after working with him. Like it came out when he told me that he and his husband were getting a divorce. Right. And I was like, wait, hold on husband. And he even stopped. And he was like, yes, Jim, I have a husband. I was like, no, that's, I don't care, but you know, sorry, you're going through this. Right. Like legit changed nothing the way that I thought. And, and I think I, I need to clarify because I know when I'm trying to make a point, I go outside of the, of a rational conversation to really make my point to get people out of their normal thought pattern. I don't give a two flying fucks about someone being gay, whether it's a personal choice or that's how they're born. Here's the, here's the first thing I'm all for human choice. So if it is a choice, I support your freedom to make that choice. And if you're born that way, I, I respect your right to be who you naturally are. Right. So, Either way, you're not going to catch me on, oh, well, Jim just hates gay people. Well, he's, homo- see, like- he's homophobic. But I feel like this is a very important point to make. I'm not against gay people. And I'm not against... I, first of all, I don't care where you throw your genitals. Uh, Lord knows I've thrown mine in places that it sh- had no business being in. And thank God I haven't knocked up some chick. <laughs> I could have had a very different life if... Uh, <laughs> well, if, if things didn't go the way that they did. I don't care at all about what you think you're fighting for or fighting against. At this point, I think a lot of it is I want to throw this in your face and be like, hey, sweaty, does this offend you? And see, that's the word that I'm looking for is flaunt. Yes. The ones like the guy you work with, he, you never even knew. No. And it's because he doesn't flaunt it. He, he's, he just does his thing. Yeah. And he probably feels the same way you do that, that there's a lot of gay people that he probably looks at as idiots. Like, dude, you're, you're not a good PR person for, for us gays. Right. Right. And and I, cause I know, uh, I mean, I have family members that are gay that feel that way. Yeah. That feel that way about, you know, my uncle is, or was gay. Right. He committed suicide, uh, the year I was born or maybe the year before I was born because of how different the world was about gay people back right. then. Yeah. He, he ran away from our family and I might be given too many family, you know, secrets here, but dude's been dead longer than I've been alive. I don't really care. My family, especially on my mom's side, super religious still to this day. They're the religious wing of the family. Right. My uncle um, who even my mom and aunt both have said, Hey, he was gay. We've known he was gay his whole life. You weren't getting people faking it back then. Not, um, and I'm not saying that they're faking it, but I'm saying he was one that they were like, we knew he was gay 
his right. whole life. And right. our and and even both my mom and aunt have said this. Like your grandparents were in denial until even till this day. He was gay. He couldn't live his life the way he wanted to live it under his parents' roof. So he got the fuck out, went out to San Francisco, and he died from an OD because of just the, the mental anguish of being gay back then in the 70s and early 80s. Now, there's also questions we don't know if, did he get AIDS? We don't know. We were told that he OD'd. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, gayness, if you want to call it that, or, or, or having family members that are gay, I'm not... I'm not immune to that either. So again, there's no hatred in my heart whatsoever for gay people, especially given the bullshit they had to put up with where there was legit persecution. I don't feel that there's that persecution anymore. So are we just going to have pride parades for fucking ever to where it is? It, it naturally becomes this, you know, does this offend you? Like I'm, it's taunting at that point. You're, you're taunting somebody that you perceive as your enemy when I really truly don't even care about what your personal sexuality is. Couldn't care less. Right. Don't give a fuck. But when I do give a fuck, and I said this a minute ago, is when you start bring when when you try to push this shit onto kids. Right. Because then I do think you really get in that murky water of, well, now they're going to... Same thing with this whole... Because it, it doesn't just start with exposing children to gay people. Going back to the conservative Christian right back when they were putting up arguments against this they were like if we give gays the right to marry next will come after our kids and is ridiculous and is batshit and is you know westboro baptist church sounding as it was when they said that you kind of can't argue with them with what's going on now and i've got a little evidence i want to play for you because it's in our children's shows doug and this one comes from blues clues no on Nickelodeon, idea. it was a TV show that came up after I was a child. I oh, okay. I missed the big wave of Blue's Clues. Yeah, but it was no just idea. like a it was as big as Barney in the '90s, where it taught kids how to critically think. It was, you know, Blue's Clues. We got to look for clues and figure out solve puzzles and shit. Well, this is the bullshit that they're playing now for our children. Okay, they keep going through that all the way up to 10. And they say, oh, we're counting to 10. Now, what you can't see, because this is an audio forum, is all the little characters are all dolled up in their, their pride flags, you know, showing them, oh, this symbol signifies this. And this is all okay. And, you know, acceptance and all that stuff. But it can't stop there. It has to continue on. All the little characters running around with little... Black Lives Matter flags 
there's a black fist on the on the microphone of this drag queen that's singing this song. It's indoctrination. You're you're shoehorning in other things under the auspice of acceptance of gay people. And I respect your propaganda game, but fuck you. Because you're not you're not being genuine and you're not being honest with what you claim that you're out for. And gotta give respect to the OGs back in the day that now would be pariahs in this culture, but the Christian conservative right from back in the day, they weren't wrong in this instance. They can be wrong about a shitload of other things, but in this instance, this is a, this is a direction that I'm not comfortable with. I don't think having drag queens doing drag queen, drag queen story time and, and, and pushing hormone therapy onto children that are clearly coming from parents that just buy, lap their shit up so hard that they will they would feel like they're a better parent if both of their children are are bi, poly, trans, gay, whatever. Like they get off on like this this becomes a mental disorder when you start to overemphasize its importance as and call it acceptance. And it ain't good. It no, ain't, it's not. It ain't fucking good for the long run and the health of of the world that we all have to live in. You're gonna have a lot of really fucked up kids. Even more so than what we already have, and and, and, and the, hence the downfall of America. And what's what's interesting though, if if you heard that song that was just played and you recognize the tune that it was to, that's not by accident. It's by a it's it's a very famous uh, song that that I guess the general title was when Johnny comes marching home. From the Civil Fucking War. Yeah. She's singing Civil War tunes in the name of uh, of gay pride and black power and Black Lives Matter. Hey man, if this you're is gonna a, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Do it do it do it hard. Yeah. Do it fucking hard. And that's in a, in a children's show where you're yeah. singing civil war tunes, but the civil war we're in a cultural civil war. You can't get me to see it any different now. Right. I remember we said this last summer. Hey, if we end up in a civil war, we have taken the first marching steps yep. towards it. Yep. It it might not be black people against white people, but it's it's cultural and it's yeah. here. Now, if you don't rem- for those out there that don't know what I'm talking about as far as the civil war tune, uh when Johnny comes marching home again. Ah, uh, the everybody knows that. Yeah, but you know, just I don't want people to have to think too hard. Hurrah, hurrah. Here here's Here's that old tune. When Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah, we'll give him a hearty welcome then, hurrah, hurrah, all the men will cheer, the boys will shout, the ladies they will all turn out and we'll all feel gay when Johnny comes marching home. We'll all feel gay. Well, there it is. Yeah. It we'll was all, predestined. We'll all feel gay when Johnny. But it's comes just interesting off. to me that they're using songs, and they were sung by both sides, both Union and Confederate soldiers. This kind of became something that they would sing to themselves and whistle to themselves oh, yeah. as they were marching all over the place. But it's just maybe I'm conspiracy theoried the fuck out, man, and I'm drawing connections where they aren't, man. But to to go after a Civil War time song. 
and to use in this cultural battle. Go big, dude. I'm I stand by every word I said in this podcast. I agree with that. I agree with it. I agree with what you're saying. It's not this is another thing that I, I don't agree with at all is they're talking about the gender, um, you know, the gender surgeries. They're they're talking about doing them on like 11 year old kids. And not only that, and they can do it and, and the parent has no, no right, no right. Yes. To, to even know about it. Right. I swear to God, That's- if, if I had children and the state came in between me and my children let's go back to the first story You'd we be talked bulldozing. about yeah i'd be jim dozing this whole fucking block and it would start with it would only be government buildings right uh because you you're you're barking up a dangerous tree with the shit they're pushing now but the world that we live in and the culture that has been thrown at our feet is one of Tolerance, acceptance, and you can't question anything. And if you and if you go outside of that, you're canceled. Yeah. You're completely canceled. Don't yeah. want to even hear from you. Yeah. Want to hear nothing you got to say. Yeah. And it's that's that's tolerance. <laughs> yeah. That's very tolerant. Uh, yeah, that's very tolerant of you. I it, mean it's tolerate us. Yes. Or or be nothing but, you know It 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 really is it's crazy how hardcore it has become. It's no longer acceptance. It's no longer we just want to. We want to spot at the table. We want to be looked at as human. I'm just talking it, it, all, all sides now. Within within is, within 25 years, it's gone from we just want to be treated like everyone else to not only are we fucking different, but we should be respected, and your children should look up to us, and maybe. Maybe this would be good for them too. And the parents don't have to, and really shouldn't have any say so because they're only going to want you to not be like this because they're victims of a white racist patriarchy. And intolerance is the true virtue to live. It. If I was religious, I would say this is some demonic shit. I'm just... I'm just saying, like, I can see the argument from the religious side. And I'm I'm not on board with a lot of what, you know, the the orthodox religious people are about. I'm I don't if you believe every word of the Bible, you wouldn't live in you'd be Amish. Dude, every every side is hardened. Every side. Yeah. It it doesn't matter what you're you know, even the Trump people, the Black Lives Matter people, gay people, transgender people, everybody has found their corner um that that are that are in those in the groups that are causing all the shit. They found their their niche and they found their way to to get more people and and it's the internet, man. It's the fucking internet. It's all it's in your face constantly. 24/7 and if you agree a little bit with some somebody in these groups, you know, if if someone in this group says something that you agree with, then they automatically automatically they shut they'll shut you down on something that you don't agree with them on. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a 
It's like, hey, I agree with you. This is whatever. And then they'll come back and say, yeah, but if you agree with me, da 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 da. It's it's uh, it's a fight. It's bickering. It's a and all sides are hardened on it. Like I said, there's no there's, there's no nuance. Yes, and 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 that's what's missing in government. It's why the fucking left and right don't even talk to each other. No, it, they they don't. They they don't even pretend to like each other anymore. And at least they used to do that. But now everything is so fucked up right now and divisive in this country. The divide is everything that the countries that are coming up that are going to overtake us. They are. If we keep going on the path that we're on. Uh, what has, has Do you know the 2049 plan? Do you know that? Oh, is that the Chinese, Chinese plan? Deal? They're on schedule. They're, they're completely on schedule. They might be ahead of schedule. It yeah. might even be ahead of schedule. Because they don't but allow. China uh, they, does have a 2049 plan. Because they don't allow for them to get distracted with this kind of bullshit. Yeah. And that's 28 years away. Yeah. Now, also, at the same time, China doesn't allow their you know, their residents to have a podcast where they get to speak out unfavorably about what's going on. No. So it takes an authori- authoritative regime to get shit done the way that they're doing it on their pace. But you got to recognize, you got to read the room. And in this case, the room is the world. If, if trust me, you, you can love all, you know, you can be a Bernie supporter not knowing anything about economics, thinking socialism is great just because this system isn't perfect, and you can adopt all this other bullshit that's coming down the pike, being shoehorned in with it, thinking that you are progressing uh, culture and you're you're doing something that should is going to be looked at, and you're going to be on the right side of history. Well, let me tell you something about the way that history works, kids. History is written by the winners, and if you're not in position to win, you won't be on any side of history except the losing side. And trust me, the people that would that want to have that supreme power will not have any respect for you and what you think is important. Your gay rights, your 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 black rights, your different segmented group, you know, those will all get steamrolled. There is there's no difference between the reason we don't have a podcast on in China you know, we couldn't do this in China mm-hmm. and cancel culture in the United States. There's no difference. If it, the, the way you do it in a free country, what China does, the way you do it in, a, in, in America is you get a whole group of people against something and they just flush it and get rid of it. Yeah. That's the way that's it's And, and it's no different. What's going on with the cancel culture? And all, it's no different than the government telling us, no, you can't do that. There's no difference. There's no difference. Well, they found it. They, they found, found the- a way to, to get rid of the unwanted stuff yeah. in a way with media and the internet and all of that shit. They found a way to cleanse. Yeah. And you, and you got to give them credit for that. They right? identified where the true power source comes from right. and they they understand the true power structure yeah, exactly. as it is now now here's the funny thing about and they power exploit the shit out of it now here exactly was well, it's, it's the only thing you do with power is you exploit it 
Now, they understand power dynamics now, but here's the funny thing about power and power dynamics. They change. They change when more important things come up, a.k.a. your survival. When we're down to survival being something that we have to be concerned with again, you can wash all this progressive shit right down the shitter. It doesn't matter because it has nothing to do with surviving. But it has, I think it has it'll everything be too to do. late. I think it'll be too late. And I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. But I'm just saying that to be focused on this as the most important thing is fucking retarded. And in the meantime, until we until we all collectively understand that this is a giant waste of time, we're only going to be left in the world of division because what the original claims always start out being is we just want to be looked at like everybody else. Well, who could disagree with that? As soon as you give them a little bit, well, let's shoehorn in a lot more other shit that you never wanted and we knew you're going to be against, but now we have power on our side. So now we're going to be little tyrants, cultural tyrants. Cancel culture is not bad if it's carried out by what the people want. People as in society. Yeah. The society, yeah as a group, as so a whole. The society um, naturally decides on what they want to adopt in their community. And they cancel out what they don't want. That right. is a natural human element that's a survival tool. Right. We don't want things that are going to disrupt the harmony of our, of our group. And our group isn't a race group. It's it's who we interact with in our daily lives that are close enough, our neighbors, our communities. Communities are what, you know, we write laws to keep out certain traits that are not good for our community. That's cancel culture. Right. You, we, you know, put them on a helicopter and no, fly I them the fuck out of town. No, I understand what you're saying. Remove but- that out of our culture. That's cancel culture. And that's good. But what this is, and what people, when they refer to cancel culture, it is accelerated use of the power structures that are in power now to overwhelm that thing that we don't like and and gang up on this one thing because they're trying to drastically change what was already here. Right. And that's the difference. Right. So when people think, oh, well, the, the right are just hypocrites because cancel culture has been something that the right's been doing forever it's not a right or left thing traditionally it was a this is my community i don't want this fucked up shenanigans to be going on in my community because it will break down the structure and their survivability of my people well that that's like when they were tearing down all the monuments and shit mm-hmm. that, you know last year uh i was thinking to myself you know you can tear all that shit down but it don't change history no you you can't change what this country is, but it is the first step to rewriting and, history. Well, and, and they, you can't and you they can't can, have a different history if you still have symbols of right. what it actually was. Well, and, and but what I'm saying there is uh, there, if you want to put up new monuments to uh, to things that really matter, you know, I got no problem with that. But when you start tearing down history, there's no difference in that and and the Taliban bombing all the shit and. And Afghanistan, you know, all of those, all of those temples and shit that they destroyed. Mm-hmm. And in Iraq, I mean, they, dude, it was insane. The history that was destroyed, just blown up. Yeah. Um, Same thing with the burning and, of the great library of Alexandria. Right. Right. It's, there's it, no telling you, what we used to know. We have no idea. We right, have to make it up. Right. We have to connect the and, dots. And when history, you know, when you, when you try to get rid of 
your past, uh, you're bound to to fucking fuck up in the future. And, you know, when and, you, and the potential you, for that fuck up to be far greater than that in which you tried to to cleanse away, right, right, is now on the table. Yes. So you just now, you just now made it. Oh, because humans are fallible. I don't right, know if these right, progressive right, yeah. fucks know this, yeah. but they seem to be fighting against all these natural human elements that they claim are so bad to just wash them all away. You're not changing the human dynamic. You're not changing the the composition of what makes up a human. And right. They, all the emotional shortcomings that we have, we're, we're full of rage, anger, love, lust, all of them. Those aren't changing just because you have a social issue right. that, you, that you want to champion for a few years. They're, yep. they're, they're short-sighted in nature in that, but right now they're very effective because they're being allowed to sit at the seat of you know the current power structure in America. And, and what I'm saying now would not be that outrageous if it was said just, within my own lifetime. This is all very new. And 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 I understand if you bought into the the new mode of how we're supposed to have a dialogue about this. Everything that I just said in this entire podcast is cancelable in, in this new framework that we live in. And I understand that. But that's why I you know every now and then I gotta stop and readdress the point. I don't hate gay people. I don't give a flying fuck about gay people. I look at them just as much as I look at the guy that lives three neighborhoods over that I've never met. Don't care about you, good or bad. Just don't affect me. Don't flaunt your shit in front of me. Um, and don't impede me from living my life the way that I want to live it. And we got no problems. There but, you have it. But as far as like the religious people thinking that if it's a sin, uh, if it's a sin, but that, that's between you and God. And if it isn't, then you're, you're, you're cool there too. But I'm not God. And I'm not your religious uh, source. So my opinion about you should matter not. I, I I have no desire to stop you from being who you want to be. Um, but stop trying to stop trying to fuck with the kids, man. Like I wouldn't be surprised if within the next ten years the whole push to rationalize and normalize uh, pedophilia isn't right on the heels. There's already been plenty of evidence for that too that oh well they were born that way well no if you're a pedophile that also comes from trauma you're not naturally just coming out wanting to fuck kids um i at least that's what i believe i the overwhelming majority the overwhelming majority of pedophiles were uh were sexually molested and abused as children themselves well, uh, i got no use for them no those guys deserve a bullet yes if you 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 carry no benefit to culture, to society, to communities. You, if anything, you only tear them down. You should not be here. You deserve the helicopter ride and physical removal out of any community that wants to have any ability to last. So, yeah, I have a line in the sand. Be gay all you fucking want, don't care. But the second you start inching your way into fucking with kids, that's when I have a pretty big problem with it. And... That's all I got to say about this whole thing. I had like six different topics I wanted to go into, but this has been, I think, a good episode. Um, Welcome to Pride Month. (laughs) Ignore the rant. Breaks down Pride Month. And uh, and we have an Arona update. Uh, You went to to visit, right? I did. I went to go check in on our boy last Sunday, uh, as was mentioned on last week's episode. He's doing good. He's in good hands. He's in good hands. He's... 
Um, he's living shit 25 minutes down the road. Um, I met him and his roommates. His roommates are fucking awesome. Wonderful people. Rona seems happy. And we went out to dinner. Can't, can't thank his roommates enough. They picked up the tab without me even knowing about it. Like they didn't have to do that. They didn't know me. Cool. But, uh, genuinely good people. Very nice spot. He upgraded. In fact, like the place he's living now is way nicer than my house. So I don't, I don't expect we'll see a road anytime soon <laughs> and I don't blame him. Um, maybe so no. we can get him on the laptop. So no, all, all good things in that arena. Um, obviously, typically we would very, we would obviously cover the Fauci emails. That was something that dropped this week, but here's the thing. I, and I'll address it this way. Like, 2,700 or 2,800 some odd emails came out and through a FOIA request by BuzzFeed, not exactly a right-wing rag. Uh, I, I heard that there was a second dump of Fauci emails that came out. And here's the thing. If, if you trusted Fauci and, you, and you've, you, you got Fauci as my homeboy tattooed on your forehead, uh, these emails do nothing. Um, you're, you're, you're still going to live where you did before this came out and you'll just say, well, it shows that he changed his tune throughout the year. And that's what science is, is changing based on evidence. And if you're against Fauci, like I am, then you'll see it as he knew back in January and it was reaffirmed in February and March that masks don't work. They knew the origin of it. They knew it came from the lab. He was talking about gain-of-function research. He was talking about all the things that he has adamantly come out and, and, and had the, the other side of the argument on in public. Behind closed doors in his emails, he was saying one thing, and in public, he was pushing for something totally different. And so, if you were on Team Fauci, you're not going to change where you are. If you were never on Team Fauci... You're not thinking any differently. This just pisses you off a little bit more. That's the China policy, man. And That's, all of that comes down to the China thing. If if it would have come out that that came out of a lab in China when all this shit was going down, dude, you would have seen Asian violence in this country like you've never seen. Now, we've already seen a lot of it this year just because, you know, yeah. people that had suspicions and but you would, now, and you would and, think, and they're not going to come out. They're not going to. They're not going to officially come out and say yes. This came out of a lab, even though they know it did, and and we know it did. Yeah, and they're not going to say that they knew it did. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Even though yeah. they knew it did, they're not going to come out and say it because of the the political impact of that. Man, it's that would be you. You're basically just. And yet, dropping a dropping a China dropping a bomb in the United States. And basically. yet, here's another lesson for everybody that maybe hasn't made the full venture out on the end of the pier with us. Your government will lie to you to protect their own ass and keep their preferred people in power at your own expense, both financially, mentally, and your actual life. Because they don't care about you. No, they absolutely They're don't. more than happy to fiddle around with fatal uh, viruses that they don't fully understand. And even if it does get out, they will only use it as a mechanism to further fuck your life up. 
keep you from working, uh, keeping you from seeing dying family, keeping you from getting screened for potential cancer. It's because they don't give a flying fuck about you. They care about their power more than anything. And one of the emails that really pissed me off was Fauci realizing and affirming that hydroxychloroquine, in fact, works. works. Yes. The only reason why that was so demonized is only because Orange Man said it was good. So even if there's something out there that could be used to save you from dying, they will keep that from you for their own political benefit. Have you heard about Inverness? Yeah, this is an an animal. It's either it's either Invectin or Inverness. Uh, it's one of those two. I'm trying. I, I know they're both drugs. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. They they the names were so familiar that I can't remember. It's one of those two. Yeah. But they sell it on Amazon. So, I mean, because like I said, I went on there, you know, six months ago or so, and they had it. It was crazy. Well, so I, I at least wanted to address, I am aware, obviously, that the Fauci emails came out, but I don't I don't think it's the smoking gun everybody thinks it is. I don't think anything's going to happen. I you know, know nothing about them. Now, I, I do know that Fauci's book, um, you know, Be Ready for Anything or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, that he was having come out, has been pulled from Barnes & Noble and Amazon. They, have, they, they are not releasing that book because of the emails that have come out. Which is, that is surprising. I was not expecting that. Um, you know, if you're, wow. a Rand, if you're a Rand Paul fan and, and you paid attention to all of the congressional hearings where he was questioning and kind of going back and forth with Fauci, uh, Rand, in my opinion, is fully vindicated by v- Fauci's own words right. in his emails. Like, right. clear as fucking day. I think anybody that is still on Team Fauci, you're never not going to be. So there's no... There's no reasoning with that, with that position, with that line of thinking. Um, but obviously, it in any other normal time, it would be the biggest fucking news, and it, it's it's what I would have started off with. It's, but it's all politics, man. It was all this is this is what was happening at that time, and I saw it. I, I we all witnessed it. But Donald Trump was all China right from the beginning, and. Yeah. And when everybody around him in D.C. saw that, they knew they were like, we got to do something about this because this could go south really quick. And and it could have. It could definitely have gone south really quick. And so the face of that, they they picked Fauci. Mm-hmm. They they, uh, they all got together. Everybody got together, and and they they Fauci was the face, and he was the guy to get out there and say, um, you know, that it came from an animal, it came from the market, it came, from, you know, whatever. Yeah, it whatever. came through natural, natural masculine protection, masculine, and you know, I knew the mass shit right out of the gate. I knew, you know, like I said, I've been using them for years, and there's no way. There's no way you can sand drywall all day with one of those masks on, take the mask off, and have white dust all up in your nose. Looking like you've been in Miami nightclubs in 1980. Exactly. And expect a virus, (laughs) an invisible virus that can go through anything, you know, basically go through anything 
will protect you. There's there's no way. Yeah. The only thing that could have protected you was a fucking uh, a full blown respirator. That's it. Yeah. And it wouldn't have lasted an hour. Or pulling an Uncle Ted and living in a cabin in the middle of Montana where nobody even knows you're existing. Right. Right. So so they you Except know Except he would have caught it when he went to the post office. So I even get, Uncle Ted wouldn't been I get Fauci. <laughs> he was the person that they picked to be the political Scapegoat. The political scapegoat, yes. The, well, the, the political the, messenger, which now is going to be the political scapegoat. Right. Them pulling his book is, and we just saw this. We just saw this playbook right. act out with Cuomo. Remember, he was the savior all yeah. last summer. Right, right. And 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 early on, I remember even you were like, dude, I like Cuomo. He shoots yeah. it straight, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think so, dude. I think he's kind of full of shit. As soon as it was confirmed, and because he had treated his own people so poorly, they were like, okay, fuck this guy. I'll come out and say that we were told to basically murder thousands of elderly people. Right. Um, what immediately was followed by that? Oh, actually, if you're going to hate Cuomo, it's because he says naughty things to his interns. And he's he's a, he's a womanizer right. with his pierced nipples. And it's like, oh, so, so quickly it's like, okay, well, he's going to have negative heat. Let's direct the negative heat away from how he responded to COVID. And let's make it about his sexual improprieties. His nipples are pierced. Oh yeah, <laughs> big old barbells through those bitches. You Google, oh, Google. I don't, I don't want to. I Any, don't anybody out there listening that's not aware of this, just Google Cuomo's pierced nipples. I don't want to see and that. And I'm sorry, just you don't can't do it. it. Don't you, do it during lunch or any time that you're planning on eating. Uh, don't do it before you go to bed. Nightmares, big nipples will be chasing you in your dreams. Just, but they're there. Yeah, they're they're fucking. They're barbells. I will not be Googling that, but thank you for the info. <laughs> See, I'm aware of too much. I know I know too much, and I've said too much. But um, but yeah, I mean, look, man, you got, you got to understand, we, we face the, the biggest, most fucked up global event in our lifetime. And, you know, yeah, the pandemic's over. Uh, it's been over. It's COVID is not the threat that uh, we thought it was at at this moment in time. Well, and now, now is time for some of the sacred cows to go down because it's it's going to be inarguable, especially with all the negative shit that we're about to face, and, and it's going to be multifaceted. It, you, you thought that them controlling our 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 outrage against China was bad. The damage control has already started. Because if this if this turns around too quickly for them, the people in power are in real trouble. You thought January sixth was bad. Um, you know they had a decade to sit on the whole WMD thing before they had to come out and kind of just expect nobody was paying attention anymore. That they lied us into war. They lied us into a lot of things using COVID as as the re the reason for this. And if if they can't control where this goes, I fully expect them to have Fauci's head on a plate and to say, look, we're, we're taking this seriously guys. Like, you know, he'll be the fall guy. Now I fully expect that. Well, this week in the Washington post, Wolfgang Van Halen did an interview mm -hmm. and he said some things in the interview that I, that this is the first time I've heard him say it. He basically said that, um, had the shutdown not happened, that, he thinks his dad would still be alive and because he was getting treatments in germany he was getting uh these experimental treatments for mm -hmm. cancer in germany mm -hmm. and when they shut the 
shut it down, he couldn't get to Germany to get the treatments. And that's when he started getting sick. And, and Wolfgang said, and it was really, really, I mean, it, it was tragic what he said in the interview. He said that, uh, he said that he thinks his dad would still be alive if it wasn't for the shutdown. And he said that, uh, the plan to do the Van Halen kitchen sink tour is what they were calling it. Mm-hmm. Cause they were going to have Michael Anthony come back and they were going to have David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar and maybe even Gary Sharon. Yeah. And Wolfgang was going to open on that tour. Yeah. That was going to be his coming out, yeah. you know? And, and he said in the, the, the interview, passing of the baton. He, he said in the interview that that moment was taken from him. And, and when he said, I, I was sitting there reading the interview. And when I said, when I saw that, I was like, wow. And I mean, he's basically saying because the country was shut down yeah, that it, it was taken a, a moment that he had waited his whole life for. Away since he and he can't get it back, and probably his dad too. Yeah, you know his dad. I I mean, that would have been you know. Think about it. Him opening for Van Halen. I mean, think about that very first show would have been just amazing. It would have been incredible for both of them. No doubt. You know, no doubt at all. And and for him to say the words that that was taken away from me, I was, uh, it 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 knocked me sideways for a minute when I read it. I was like, wow, that's that's and I I heavy duty shit i can totally see that and that's why i've said i don't think that the true death toll as a result of covid not not because you died of covid but the true death toll as a result of covid won't be known for years no i know if i know and and because you know there were i mean multiple multiple people that we knew Mm -hmm. that couldn't get treatment for things that they were supposed to be getting treatment for. Yeah. That, I, I'm so glad that all my grandparents and, and they made have it through. Away. They made it through, you know, yeah. uh, thank God, the people that we personally know that were going through that, they made it through okay, but a lot of people didn't, you know? Yeah. And um, to, to, you know, to think that Eddie, man, uh, that was that, like I said, that hit me sideways, man. I mean, it was, yeah, it's enough to make it, you a little pissed off yes. on how we've, we've handled this yes, entire thing exactly, and yeah. been lied to the whole time. And, and if you said anything to the contrary of what the, the approved message was, you're the asshole. It's like, this is a, if we were in harder times, that would, that would be, that would be reason enough for a revolution. And I don't say that flippantly. Right. No, I know. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm thankful that all my grandparents passed away before last year. Because if they were alive and, and I wasn't able to see them, if they were going to pass away and that was taken from me, go back to the first story. There'd be Jim Dozer, you know, all over the fucking place. I would not handle it well. And I'm, I got to give, I got to give. I guess us as a country, even though as fucked up as we are and as destructive as last summer was, I am actually really surprised that this thing hasn't flipped into a really, really bad, dangerous, like we're a little, we're a little less reactive than I thought. I I, I just think it hadn't happened yet. And that's what I'm saying. That's, that surprises me. I got to give us credit. Right. We are far more patient right. than 
than I thought that we would be. Um, because I, I completely dodged the entire negativity of COVID from a personal level. None of my family members, um, you know, my, all my family members that would have likely died from it are already dead. And everybody else lives uh, nowhere near people. I, well, I lost two friends. Shocking. Shockingly. Yeah. I mean, it was, at one was in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and and then one was, you know, later on in November of last year. But, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, especially the first one, man. I rock. That was that was it, it was it, it was shocking i still have the phone call um that i got yeah. you know letting me know I, I i still have it recorded yeah no it's it's there's no way around it it's fucking terrible i i got people that i work with that died from it i got you know best friends of mine who's who lost a mom to it uh family friends who who caught it and then within a week were dead from it um, and it never had to happen at all. And, and all of the, all the methods that could have saved them, uh, weren't allowed to even be used by doctors because orange man said they were good and they wouldn't allow that victory for somebody that they saw as a enemy because fuck us. And that's, that's where I say, I'm surprised that this thing hasn't tipped off into some real real bad shit it's it's all politics man it's all the it's the china u.s relation that's basically what what we saw when yeah uh, and they when, showed you when right at when right out of the gate trump started you know saying things things about china immediately everybody that was a china hawk which there's a lot of them there really are i mean republicans and democrats there's a shitload of them oh yeah in dc and they know that any kind of any kind of friction with China or any kind of something that would point the finger and say they did this, it, it would have been it would have been really bad. Yeah, they got to sacrifice their own so yes. they don't piss off their buddies. Right. That that only echoes my point further. It would have been now, bad. Not to leave us on a total downer, and but also to play something that kind of echoes what I'm saying. I haven't watched this full special yet on Netflix, but Bo Burnham, musical comedian, um, who I think is unique, a little, you know, well, he's unique. Um, Some people like him. Some people don't like him. This isn't a musical number, but this is interesting. Now, he doesn't, he does not share my political leanings. He's obviously more on the left, but in his latest special, I thought that he did a, a fairly creative breakdown of, well, a lot of things that we covered in this episode. And I think that this kind of sums it up quite nicely. And I am a former comedian turned social brand consultant. It's a very exciting time to be a brand. It's also a bit of a scary time because customers expect a lot more from their brands than they did in the past. During this incredibly necessary 
and overdue social reckoning that we're having in our culture. It is no longer acceptable for brands to stay out of the conversation. Consumers want to know, are you willing to use your brand awareness to affect positive social change? which will create more brand awareness. The question I ask the brands I work with is, 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 are you going to be on the right side of history? The question isn't what are you selling or, or what service are you providing? The question is what do you stand for? Who are you? Bagel Bites. All these big companies, they're so scared of all this social change. And I come in and I, and I put their fears to rest. You know, I tell them, just be honest. Tell your customers that, that J.P. Morgan is against racism, in theory. The question is no longer, do you want to buy wheat thins, for example? The question is now, will you support wheat thins in the fight against Lyme disease? There's no sugarcoating it. The world is... Fucked up. <laughs> and you've got a choice as a brand. You can hide and bury your head in the sand and hope it fixes itself, or you can roll up your sleeves and get to work and sell Butterfingers. Well done, Mr. Burnham. Old Bo Burnham. Now I got to go back and watch the rest of his special, but I heard that that clip and uh it got my attention i thought it was i thought it was clever and it it's just something i want to leave you with as we as we continue on through pride month when you see every corporation known to man with a rainbow logo um just remember that their saudi arabia affiliates uh affiliates aren't doing that and ask yourself do they really believe the peddling shit that they're pushing out on you uh just like the politicians the answer is no you're being lied to. If there's a tagline that I want to be associated with this show over anything else is, you're being lied to. And if we ever do create an Ignore the Rant shirt, one of them will be across the chest and it's just going to say in block lettering, you're being lied to. And that's a shirt and it's a mantra that I believe, even if you are a protester, if you're on the left, if you're on the right, if you're whatever in the middle, the Green Party, constitutional party that is a protest sign that fits every protest and you can take that with you wherever you want you're being lied to question everything except for us and we'll be back next week for yet another heartwarming and cheerful episode maybe next week we'll get back into sports and we'll have julio watch um, and we'll get to talk about my dogs making some moves, but and the uh, USFL. Yeah. So there, there's more to be discussed, and we will do that all next episode. USFL's coming, 2022. Oh shit! Get ready, folks. Y'all take care of yourselves out there. See ya.